Football, baby! Welcome in. Episode 47. Losing sucks. It's been a hot minute, man. It's been the first episode of the off season. You know, I gotta I gotta hold myself accountable on this one because you know I said that we're not gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and hit this hard. And you know what? Life comes at you fast, Travis. Life comes at you fast, and it doesn't always doesn't always go the way you plan. You take some time off. We've been putting the work in. Oh yeah, we, we've been working on other stuff. It just hadn't been the actual recording. I will say this. Um, season two of Losing Sucks. Once we get into the season, you're gonna see, and we've got some news coming out later this year. Um, some exciting yep. stuff we're we're putting together for for all the listeners, everyone, future, present, past. Um, so keep an eye out for that later this year. Um, but right now, right now, what we're talking about, Travis, episode forty-seven. It's March twenty-seventh. And God, that's so long since the Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> this it, microphone is like, hi, nice to meet you. It's just like, I, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be back on the mic. Um, let's just, we'll give a quick rundown of kind of some things that have happened since we, we left off. Um, cue explosion noise, because the entire landscape of the NFL has changed. We Incredible. we've got players all over the place that aren't wearing the same jersey, okay? Because we care, we don't necessarily care about the players. We care about what clothes they wear, Travis. That is the most important thing, okay? If they wear the kind of clothes that I'm into, I like them. If not, go somewhere Up else. The ranks. <laughs> That's right. Um, so we're gonna be talking some some 2023 draft pick value. We've got the, of course, my favorite time of the year, Christmas draft season um nfl draft season a rookie draft season the time when you're 100 percent right on all of the players you pick you're happy and no one has broken your heart yet that's where that's what i'm talking about right here um we're gonna talk about of course some big names that have moved teams and we're going to talk about some players that maybe can't repeat what they did in 2021 and maybe some players that can um so let's start it off Let's start it off at the top, man, because one thing that you and I talk about all the time, something that you're kind of learning and honestly you don't care about at all, um, is draft picks. I think while while I'm learning more about them, I'm also teaching about them, For which sure. I didn't expect to do. It's awesome. But people are starting to see that maybe maybe these draft picks are not more valuable than the best players yeah. in the NFL at current state. And I've kind of learned like it's fun because when you and I approach dynasty leagues together, because this is the first year really that you and I have been in dynasty leagues together, because um, it's your first year yeah, playing first dynasty. off season for sure. Um, so those of you who are new to the show, me, Travis and I have almost polar opposing views um, <laughs> uh, in terms of, and it makes for great, great listening, great video. If that can possibly be an understatement. Right, it is. It is. We, ha- we have text conversations all the time about, um, you know, you need to trade this guy for draft picks. And then, um, Travis says, no, forget those kids. Like, I don't care about those. Um, nope. I, I love one of, one of the, the tweets that I put out was that Travis treats, um, 
his dynasty teams and his startup drafts like a four-year-old who just got a $5 bill for the first time. Um, just spend it. Spend it. <laughs> get him out of here. I want something I can hold in my hands. And it's fun because I'm... I like... I really... I like to know what I'm Yeah. Buying. And you know what? In fairness, Travis, you know, you're, you're one of the best at, at building rosters with absolutely nothing. So um it's it's kudos to you on that i like to have like i'm i'm a sucker for the future i'm a sucker for but oh man have you seen this guy in college who hasn't caught an nfl pass he's so good yeah exactly (laughs) like um some of the names though some of the names that that i sent your way in our conversation earlier this week when we were talking about the value of future picks and the difference in a first round versus a second or a third Right, and I I threw some names at you that were drafted in the first two rounds of last year's rookie draft, which those top two rounds are returning really really good players in a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, here's six guys that went in the top two rounds: Trey Sermon, Terrace Marshall, Rondale Moore, Amari Rogers, Chuba Hubbard, Dwayne Eskridge. Yeah, all of those guys combined last year did not give you what a top 30 startup draft pick would give you a Dalvin cook, a Derrick Henry type. Like there's no way that I would take a first over somebody like that with, sure. because you're going to, you, it's not a guaranteed hit. Whereas I know what I'm getting with Dalvin cook. Yes. He's 26, 27, but right. he's also 25 points. And those four or five guys or six guys that I just listed off, that's the risk that you run. You might hit on a Najee Harris. But you might miss on Trey right. Sermon. So right. I kind of always take the approach of this guy's a proven star. He's done it for two years. I think he has two or three more. I will take that and then adjust later if I need to. Whereas you and some of our other friends in fantasy football are very good at and have won championships doing it the other way. So it's kind of cool that you can win so many different ways. And I'm learning that, but also trying to teach that like, it's not always the picks are not always the most valuable. So it's, it's a fun balancing act going on for sure. I mean, I think the whole community at large is pretty risk adverse. Um, at least the people who are noisiest on Twitter, um, the people who are uh, talking in the community, the people who you see always scrolling through your feed. Um, a lot of the time it's, you know, get your picks, this rookie's coming in or this guy's going to have a breakout. um, I was just having a conversation with a few people in, in a couple leagues of mine and a lot of them view, you know, like uh, right now, Alvin Kamara is ancient. He's dust. Whereas people are trading him for any sort of 2023 first. Um, it's wild. It, I have seen, um, Grant, I've, would that be the case? Do you think that would be the case with Kamara specifically? if the bar beatdown situation did not happen? You know... Is that having that big of an effect? Like I don't, a possible two or four game in a dynasty? I don't a think so. A two or four game suspension? I don't think so. I think, especially... All right, so you're talking about Kamara. Um, not to, to spend too much time on him because we have uh, a good amount of stuff to talk about. Um, with any player uh, that is perceived as quote-unquote old, um, you're essentially going to be shopping him to a win now team. Um, so right. A late first, a 2023 first to this win now team, um, is not as valuable as 
Alvin Kamara will be this year. That is 100% true. Um, I don't care right. if he gets a four-game suspension. Um, no one coming in, especially uh, at the end of any draft. Um, let's just talk any draft you know, um, specifically. Um, you're not getting the, the kind of guaranteed production that you're getting from Kamara. So, most likely, I'll say. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's a risky, risky move if you're a win now to, For to sure. move off of somebody that well, that big. That's gonna bring us into our first topic though of the twenty twenty three picks and where exactly are you looking to draw the line um for who you're you're looking to dra- uh to trade them for because this uh, granted, this is a a scenario, a topic that's sort of ambiguous in terms of okay. I value things different than, than you do, Travis. So you offering me right. one of the names that has come up recently in a couple of our discussions is Mike Williams. You posted a, t- a poll on Twitter. Um, and you know, we only, we had a couple, a few dozen votes and it looked like a little more than the majority. I don't know where the poll is at now, but a little bit more than the majority said that they would take a mid to late 2023 first for Mike Williams. Granted, Mike Williams is now 27, 27, 28. Right. Um, yeah. He just got a three-year deal. Yeah. So he's locked in with Herbert. You know his value. It's not right. one of those guys that could be a free agent that's coming off of an injury. There's nothing there like that. He's a locked and loaded in his prime player. For sure. And this is where it's going to go into what is the construction of the team? What is the mindset? This is where... This is where it's important to ask questions. Um, you're going to want to talk to the owners. Have ongoing conversations, people. Like the, the thought process that you should only be talking to your team or your league mates when you're looking to trade, one, isn't good for them. But two, um, it helps have a conversation um, because you can be talking about whatever it is you were talking about a couple of days ago and then just slip in, you know, ha, ha, ha. Um, so what are your thoughts on Mike Williams, you know, or where do you have Mike Williams ranked? Um, and then if you, everybody's different, exactly. you don't know without asking. So that's a, that's a great point. Travis, all off season, just yeah. shoot offers out. Exactly. I mean, I send five or six offers a day for sure. And that's because, uh, Travis is a trade addict. Um, yes. yeah. Um, <laughs> we care about you, Travis. We're here for you. If you ever want help. Um, but in fair, I like the action, man. In fairness, uh, the twenty look, I am old enough to remember when the twenty twenty one draft class, or the twenty twenty draft class, was supposed to be unbelievable. We had Jerry Judy. We had guys like, uh, well, heck, Travis Etienne was supposed to come out in that year. We had DeAndre Swift and all these other guys. Um, that was you know Jonathan Taylor. Um, was supposed you know he was coming out. That was a huge draft. Um, and look at where those guys are now. You know, I, it changes, it changes so quick. That's why. And again, you could hit on it, but there's so much value in a guy that you already know what he is. So that's why when I, when I asked Mike Williams, it's like, you know what you're getting Mm -hmm. or do you want what's in the box? Right. Which is a 23. Exactly. You don't know that that's a top five 23 pick. That could be the last pick in the 23 first round perfect example perfect example uh so i traded cooper cup away years ago um years ago i knew he was gonna be great but i was rebuilding but i traded him for cd lamb and jerry judy it was a debbie it was a debbie league i'm just now starting to get value and cooper cup has gone yeah. nuclear okay so 
you you probably helped somebody win a ring. He, he did. He won the he won the championship part. last year. Um, so the what I'm what I'm getting at here is, and this isn't true for all picks. All picks are not created equal. You will hit on some guys, and you know what? I'll be the first one to admit the 2023 class looks loaded. Okay, there's yeah. right now. Uh, granted, this can all break people's hearts because right now there's probably four or five running backs who legitimately have top 15 potential in the NFL their first year in the league. That is, you don't see that. But, but I will say it takes an injury. It takes one guy saying, you know what, I'm going to wait another year to come out. Because you know what, I think being the fourth running back off the board this year and being the first running back off the board the next year is worth it for me. Um, so right. Temper your expectations. I love draft picks. I I love them more than anyone. But don't don't <laughs> you do. You're one of those guys that has like I six of the first 10 picks in the draft. For sure. And I love that on a rebuilding team. But I'm not sitting Okay, so 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 Mike Williams to reel this back in. He's he's around wide receiver 25 in dynasty. Right. So if the 23 first is more valuable than a top 25 around a number 25 receiver. Mm -hmm. Let's climb up a little bit and try to find where that drop off is of, okay, that I would give a 23 first for, for somebody like you, because I would give a 23 first for Mike Williams if I had it. Sure. Because I'm in a win now. I know what he is. If he comes out and the first four weeks goes bonkers like he did, Mm -hmm. I can immediately flip and get, Probably a 23 first and some. You never know. Some NFL draft so, fans had just exploded, just so you know. Um, <laughs> so what? So some NFL draft fans um, had just exploded right now because you're like, you would trade Mike Williams for a 2023 first. I want to be in a league with you. Like, yes, I, people are always shocked at, at how willing I am to give up those picks. For sure. And then the draft is over and they see the team and they're like, wow, that's a good looking team. But again, yeah. if it doesn't go my way, the rebuild is much you can harder. Trade, like you can get value back for your guys. I will say I, I, I want to keep, I, you got to be able to sell. You got to be patient. You got to be able to sell, sell, but also for every DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, there is a Nikhil Harry. Okay. Um, yes. Exactly. For every CD lamb there, I'm, I love Jerry Judy, but he's going into year three, and he has still not done what you expected him to do coming out because he went to a situation where there is no quarterback. If someone goes right. to the Falcons right now, and Mariota... Speaking of, speaking of Nikhil Harry, yeah. what about a guy like Rashad Bateman? There's a transition what did you just you. say? <laughs> what did you just say? That's like the equivalent... Would you give up a 23 first for, for Rashad Bateman? Yeah, I would give up a, a 2020. I mean, honestly, if it, if, it, if it projected to be like a mid to late, I would give up. Because I see Rashad Bateman. In, mo- in most ranks, Rashad Bateman is around 20, wide receiver 26. Yeah, I would, so I would give up. So he and Mike Williams are right next to each For other. Sure. And, but you immediately said yes. yes. So is that just a belief in that guy? Yeah. Or do you think consensus, if I think if I put that poll on Twitter, it would say the 23, the 23 first more so than even the Mike Williams poll. Sure. Yeah, I mean, for me, yes. Um, he's He profiles as a wide receiver one. Um, he's tied to a talented quarterback. Uh, we're going to talk about the Ravens offense later. Um, 
So is it is it part of partly an age thing, which we're gonna get into? I yeah. think next episode we'll spend an hour yeah. on. This age. is where it's gonna be philosophy wise because I love yeah. I love oh, man. I gotta tell I'm about as addicted to to young players as you are to trading. Like it's <laughs> it's uh it's like I'm what did you, you say? Didn't say young kids. This is a wide receiver who has caught good, <laughs> two passes in the last two years, but he's 22 years old. Sold. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Michael Pittman, Devontae Smith. Those guys for sure worth a first. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would give a twenty twenty three. And then first. you get a twenty eight year old Mike Evans, who is a perennial wide receiver one. Oh, that's where there's you're... no way somebody like you is going to give up a first for that. No. Um, if I'm win now, if I'm win now, um, yeah. Let's say it's week eight, eight or ten. Oh, for sure. You're a top three sure. seed, and you're loading up yep, for a run. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right. I, I, we agree there. Yeah. If I'm look, I this is something that I've. Uh, most recently come into realizing is that, look, you do not get into the championship or playoffs every year, okay? And as much as I love being in, you know, the, the space and, and talking about us, I want to win, okay? Yeah. Championships are hard, okay? I, I've been on a little bit of a dry spell winning championships, and you don't get a chance to even get into the championship. And honestly, when... When you, we always forget. We always want to pretend like we know more than we do, um, and control more than we actually can. Once you get into that that championship week or two weeks, it's so unbelievably fluky, and um, anything can happen. You want to give yourself the best chance yep. to win. So if some, if I'm going into the playoffs and I can get a Mike Evans. And I can get or a Devonte Adams or something like that for a twenty twenty three if, for just picks. I'll just say just picks. A hundred percent of the time, I'm going to do it because you're chasing a championship. Now, if you're yeah, rebuilding and someone offers you Devonte Adams for a, an early twenty twenty three first, you do not do that. Like. It, <laughs> No, I always ask before you make a, a big deal like that. Ask the people that yeah. that you trust, get their opinion for sure. And and we'll disagree on a lot of them, but at least you can hear some perspective from different people. Yeah, but throw some names at so. me. Uh, you just threw Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman. Um, I trade those guys. Um, let's talk about some some older guys. Amari Cooper. Are you looking to to right now, Travis? Would no, you get? Uh, I'll I'll keep the pick. Agreed. Um, you've got. And here's why. It's for me. It's not necessarily that Amari Cooper is going to suck. I right. don't think that. I think he will be fine. He'll have a thousand yards, probably eight or more touchdowns. He will be a good player, mm-hmm. especially if Watson's playing from the start, which we don't think he will. He might. I he think maybe at he'll some just point, get a few games. I don't know. At some point, there will be a suspension, I believe. But okay, so let's just say, just for conversation's sake, if Watson's starting week one, mm-hmm. is Amari Cooper worth a first for you? Um, or is it a wait and see for a few weeks? If Amari, well, all right. So, man, if you if right now if you if he's playing all season, yes. Uh, here's what. All right, oh, man. I we keep getting into these conversations where it's like a a quick sidebar, but we'll all real quick and then we'll move on. Deshaun Watson's situation is not static. It's not like he's going to be. It's not like he's guaranteed to be suspended the first week. It could be like a Zeke situation years ago where it was, you know, eight games into the season and then he's uh, suspended for six games. Okay. Those are important weeks. Right. So I, God, it's really, I would not, I think with the uncertainty 
of Amari Cooper and the situation this year, I'm not giving up a first, a premium pick next year um, for, for Amari Cooper. Um, it's tough. Okay. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't do it too. Even if Watson was saying, or they, they said Watson's starting week one, I'm probably going to wait and see on Amari, see what the offense looks like, yeah. um, which we expect to be good. But right. again, when I'm moving a 23 first, it's either a young guy that I really believe in or somebody that I know is a, a superstar. Yeah. So um, some other older guys, Keenan Allen, you're probably not going to re- return a 23 first for that. No. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. No, I, I still would. I wouldn't give a first for him right now. And that, that might be contrarian to these are both guys like mike evans though if you are one of those top seeds and you like your chances to make a run Mm -hmm. i have no problem giving that pick up if you have a hole at receiver to go make a run it's so rare to have a a top three team in the league right um well not i mean not necessarily rare but you want to give yourself the best chance every time you have a chance right so if deandre hopkins or mike evans or keenan allen are healthy and rolling, and you need a receiver, I have no problem doing that. Yeah, I like it. Um, so we're, we're talking picks, but how about the real picks coming up? The NFL draft. We've got... It's like a mini, a mini heaven a for mi- you. I, like I, you said, Christmas. Uh, I tell you, you love what, that I, thing. it's what I do. Like A lot of people mindlessly scroll on their phones. That's just a thing we do in society now. I mindlessly study prospects. Um, I'm, I love it. I, I'm looking all over the place for where I can find their actual game film. Um, I look for usage. I look for, um, scheme fit. Uh, two weeks before the draft, I, I kind of go into overhaul mode and I, I love finding sleepers. Um, you know, a little bit of a, a self uh, brag moment. I'm pretty good at finding, you know, a fifth, sixth, seventh round guy who. Those are harder to Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell was a big one. Um, you were all over him. So guys like that who go to the right system. And granted, I can't tell you right now. Like we're we're about a month away from the draft. Um, I can't tell you right now who those guys are because right now there's probably thirty of them, um, and probably half of those will get drafted, and probably um, I don't know a quarter of those will go into a situation where they could actually see some meaningful work. Um, but that, that's coming. Um, but the question that we have here, um, approaching the draft is what are you doing with your dynasty teams? Um, because for me, it's hard. Um, a lot of people, it's hard to not trade draft picks approaching the draft. You know, things are moving. We get bored. There's not news. There has been news. So this is kind of a different off season, but the, when things get kind of stagnant, you're getting offers and like a, a it's easy to throw picks out, but if you've got higher draft capital as you approach the draft, it's always important to remember that these picks, the two days before the draft, go nuclear. Mm-hmm. When we're hearing the rumors like we heard last year where, oh, Mac Jones is going to go to the 49ers or are the Denver Broncos going to take Justin Fields, um, things like that, where it's, you're hearing that these teams are going to do things with their picks. Uh, right now, it's Malik Willis. You know, it's who's going to take Brees Hall. No one knows. Um, so I, I'm giving advice to hold your draft picks until closer to the draft. That, that's, that's the main advice I want to give right now. So yeah. 
the the excitement builds things yep. still change that you can use in your favor exactly I like exactly that. um what was the biggest move that we've seen the last week that's hard to say by one of the sh- <laughs> by one of the shortest guys in the league mr tyreek hill yeah within an hour of news breaking mm-hmm. that he might be on the move he was gone you texted me and said tyreek on the move question yeah. mark i said no way and then minutes later gone. he was out of there i could not just, believe it. it happened so fast it happened so fast i think even even to the minute that we heard i was saying patrick won't let that happen <laughs> there's no way he lets that happen yeah you would hope and then when you heard what tyreek got paid it it had nothing to do with patrick mahomes wanting you know, him or not i love i love looking at trends like that because i think that's going to be the norm in the league going forward where a lot of these smarter teams are going to be seeing that it's not worth it to pay these older receivers, and I say old, you know, with a caveat, um, guys who are approaching the end, uh, approaching the end of their prime, um, it's not worth it to pay them four years or five years for $200 million. Um, it's not worth it. Um, so they well, keep the, doing the, young, the, the, <laughs> like- uh, the teams that need an, like Tyreek and sure, Devontae Adams. You look at teams like the you look at the teams paid. like the the Dolphins and the Raiders. What have they done lately? You know, but they're going to spend big on these contracts. Devontae yeah. Adams, I think, will age well. But Tyreek Hill, if he loses a step, he's not the same player in three years. But you're still paying him forty million dollars, thirty million dollars. It, cha- it yeah, change. Yeah, life quick. goes at you fast, and then you're really having to to work some magic. So, um, I think you're going to see a lot of that. We put a poll out. Just comparing those mm-hmm. two guys directly, because as you do these startup drafts and as we get into the summer, you're going to be doing actual redrafts. And I, it'll be fun to look back and see how the opinion changes on these two guys. But right now, the consensus in the poll was Devontae Adams over Tyreek Hill by 77% yeah. to 23%. So I would call that a landslide. Devontae Adams. I would agree with that. I think I, a lot of that's going to come from Derek Carr and trusting that offense as opposed to the arm of Tua, which we should get into maybe next episode. Really looking at the Dolphins, really looking at, and sure. we, maybe we'll do that later today too, but can Tua actually keep Tyreek in the same stratosphere as he was? Was that a Tyreek thing? Was that a Patrick Mahomes thing or a combo, yeah. Andy Reid? There's so many things that we don't yeah. know about what it's going to look like. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams just I've, feels yeah. safe. You know he's going to get 1,200-plus yards, 10-plus touchdowns. The, the next Debo because Mike McDaniel is, is from you know the, the Shanahan tree. Um, I, yeah. Look, Tyreek Hill is special. And Patrick Mahomes is special. Tua Tagovailoa is not um, Patrick Mahomes. He does not have the arm strength. He does have accuracy. Um, you're, I think you're going to see a lot more intermediate routes, a lot more jet sweeps, a lot more. It's, it's going to be a West Coast offense, a West Coast uh, wide zone run scheme. So um, yeah. I don't think you're going to see the, the kind of shots. Uh, it's going to take some time to, to build that trust with Tua and Tua with, with Tyreek. So I don't think you're going to see those, you know, effort, Tyreek's down there somewhere. I think you're you're going to see a lot more precision from Tua. Um, I I don't think I don't think we're gonna see another Tyreek Hill wide receiver one overall season. But is he a top ten? Next, I year? don't think that's crazy. I I think I think he can still be top ten. 
Um, and it's honestly probably likey. Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Um, ooh. Oh, it's not hard that, for me. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I want to say Tyreek just because I love the talent, but and t- you know what, Stefan Diggs kind of burned a, l- a few people, myself included, last year. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the the, the quarterback talent. I think they'll get that on track. Um, but yep. some other guys have seen some value change with these moves. Honestly, one of them shocked me. Uh, I was kind of um, I was kind of reeling at what happened with um Marquez Valdez Scantling. You were starting to hear. Uh, the conjecture about um, LaVisca Chenault, who was someone that the Chiefs were inquiring about, and um, you had that little value influx there for a couple of days. Um, but MVS, moving on to the Chiefs, and Alan Lazard still is the only wide receiver anyone has heard of on the Packers. <laughs> Randall Cobb. Yeah, Randall Cobb. <laughs> ah, he's like, what? Isn't he like 46 right now? Um, you know, all right, yeah, so let's let's... Let's start right on, on MVS real quick because MVS is someone I think people, I think people are too low on him. Uh, honestly, I, I think people see what he did in in Green Bay and think um, that's there's no way. Well, here's the thing: it's not it's not the same offense, and it's not the same quarterback. Aaron Rodgers relies a lot on trust, and not that um, Patrick Mahomes doesn't, but Patrick Mahomes loves to throw it deep, and and Marcus Valdez Gantley yep. is not. I I think it's a great fit. It is a great fit. I don't think it's. I think it increases the ceiling for Marcus Valdez Gantling. I don't see them bringing someone in that's going to inherently kill his value this year. They could bring it. They could right. draft someone, but I'm not going to sit here and say a, a rookie that they're going to take, even in the what the second round. I don't think they take a wide receiver in the first round. I don't think that would make sense for them. Um, no. I think they're going to running back. I think they're going to go tactical. Um, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> no! Um, this offense is going to look different for the Chiefs. But uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling up arrow for me, um, and Alan Lazard um, is, is still honestly, yeah. yeah there's he. Uh, I think he's had four hundred somewhere between four hundred so and six hundred yards last. One couple. thing that I look at, I think six hundred yards is a floor. Sure. Given what they're going to need from him. Currently constructed, yeah. But you got what I always look at is, can this guy be replaced? What are the possibilities that he is overcome? You know, that someone is able to jump him on the roster. And for Alan Lazard, he's just a guy. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, when I, was, I did a, a pretty deep dive on Lazard because he's not fast and he's not necessarily explosive. We don't see a, lot, a whole lot of highlight plays. He is somebody, and this I think it was Aaron Rodgers saying this, or maybe LaFleur, he will be on the field almost yeah. every play because of the blocking, yeah. knowing the what, where he's supposed to be. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers really trusts him, and he's had flashes of, he's had a couple of multi-touchdown sure. games. That is a huge, huge hole in that offense that Devontae's leaving for third and five, third and six. I think Alan Lazard... Yeah. Because of all the other things he does, will be on the field enough to just fall into 600 yeah, plus yards. So, and, and eight all right. Touchdowns. So here's another value pocket that I'm telling you, I'm telling you that you're going to be able to do. So right now, you can draft. I'd say Michael Pittman. With uh, look, if you have an early pick this year in the in your your rookie draft, whatever receiver 
Green Bay drafts. You can trade them immediately away for oh away hundred percent. Oh, okay. If if you're look if for whatever reason you are a win now team and you have an early pick, and you can draft, or you can sell the pick, um, and to someone who thinks that whatever wide receiver Green Bay drafts is going to be Devontae Adams right off the bat. You Which will be half of your league. Half of your league. Uh, uh, all right, yeah. let's say someone like Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, uh, Traylon Burks, any one of those guys. I don't care which one. Right now, if they go to Green Bay and someone's like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect, you trade, you trade to that guy. You trade to that person yeah. in your league because you can get an actual asset because you know what's going to happen? That wide receiver, Rodgers does not throw to rookies like he does anyone else. He requires so much trust, and he is hard on his wide receivers. It took Devontae Adams three years with Aaron Rodgers to get any sort of traction, okay? They'll also be competing with either Julio Jones or Jarvis Landry. That's gross. Um, that's absolutely One of gross. them is going to end up there. I apologize to people listening to this for having to hear those names. Uh, Jarvis Landry, not so Dude, much, but Julio Jones. Jarvis Landry is. I like Landry. He's an absolute I like Landry. stud I, possession receiver. He he's like Randall Cobb times ten. I agree. Uh, they're gonna bring someone in. Look, I don't think it's crazy to think that Will Fuller is gonna end up there. Um, yeah, I could see that. They need that but role. Right now, uh, whatever whoever they draft, trade them. Especially if you're win now and you don't you don't have the luxury to to wait a couple of years. Um, or at least a year, you could trade them for a Michael Pittman. You could trade them for someone who's going to give yeah. you value this year and is still young. Um, so Especially one of those big names. Like you're saying, those big name, ev- their name is in everybody's mouth already. Right. As soon as Green Bay does signs them mm-hmm. or drafts them, it's going to sure. be completely Trade them for Cortland Sutton. Trade them for Jerry Judy Plus. Um, yeah, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting, and you know what? There's still upside. You love upside with this new rookie. Jerry Judy is in the best situation he's ever had right now. Why yep. not get in while he's still probably cheap? And there, there's still the upside of, oh, this rookie, which he won't. He's, this, yep. he, none of these players are Jamar Chase um, or Justin Jefferson. Like, they're not going to come in and automatically light the league on fire. Like, it's not going right. to happen. Um, moving on, Travis. So uh, that, that's going to be a good value move for you if green bay does end up going that route here are some other good values we're talking quarterbacks at a bargain right now there's a few names that we have seen in startup dynasty drafts who are going incredibly late beyond quarterback 22 25 sometimes even as late as the 28th quarterback off the board and that would be mitchell trubisky marcus mariota the legs alone should give them some serviceable weeks for you. Um, but guys like Matt Ryan, Davis Mills, even Daniel Jones, the, the Giants today are still instilling confidence saying, Daniel Jones is our guy. You either have a quarterback or you do not, and they feel like they do. So he will start all year. That's a great point that you put on here. Those are three guys, Ryan Mills and Daniel Jones. If you punt, yeah, if you if you punt the quarterback position in a super flex draft, especially it's going to get really thin, really quick. Don't panic because those guys are still going to be there in the 10th round and on and can start for you. Most weeks, they won't be top 12 guys, but there's only so many of those. And it's, it's worth grabbing when you see them pretty close to your pick. 
especially look if you like you said if you punt if you only take one quarterback in the first two rounds and you wait and you just build other positions taking these guys davis mills um i love he's young he's kind of coming on after this season i think he's going to be hard to acquire for anything that's not above his value right now is the cheapest yeah. you're going to get him um matt Absolutely. matt ryan great uh he's old still um but he's in a great situation and you know what as a second quarterback you don't need especially in a two quarterback league um you don't need a rushing a huge rushing upside for your second quarterback you just need consistency and matt ryan can give you that davis mills some rushing ability move around the pocket he can give you that um daniel jones people are not sure where he's gonna land i don't know but i can tell you one thing tyrod taylor isn't someone you bring in to automatically usurp your starter. They're going to give Daniel Jones every chance to succeed. They've got high draft capital. Yeah. Or high draft capital. He's going to have some new weapons. We'll see what happens. Um, there's still a lot of un- uh, unanswered questions there. Um, Carson Wentz, another great situation. He kind of seems to be bouncing around a bunch. Full of weapons. Full of weapons. E- in an easy division. It's not yeah. like he went somewhere where he's going to be getting killed every week. Yeah, Cowboys. defense is good, but... Not outside re- of not really <laughs> not outside really. of Parsons. There's no there's nobody in that division that's not on his team that you're saying that's going to give him problems. Right. And I, I feel like Carson Wentz being drafted at QB 26 right unbelievable. now unbelievable is a great value for somebody who is coming off of a top 15 quarterback season the year before QB 22. Yeah. He's he's going to outperform 26. I, and you know what? Um, say what you want uh, about Mitch Trubisky though. I don't believe in him as an NFL quarterback, but I believe in him as a fantasy asset. There, I can admit, as yep. a, as a Bears fan and watching this dude run around, he, he didn't have a ton of weapons. And look, I'm not gonna say that he's not in a, the, probably the best situation he's ever been in. Uh, he's got a he did not he did he, not yeah, have a ton yeah, of weapons. yeah he, he does, does he now. did not, but he does have a ton yeah. of weapons now. Look, Mitch Trubisky can win you games. He's going to make some mistakes. There are going to be some times when you watch and he has three interceptions in a game and you're like, oh my gosh, what is this guy doing? But he can run. There are going to be plays that he makes when you're like, wow, this guy just ran for 40 yards. He's fast because he is fast. He'll have, he'll have at yeah, least he's, 400, he's 500 going to be cards. fantasy relevant. And you know what? I don't know that the, the Steelers are going to bring someone in. If they don't get a, you know, let's say a Malik Willis, um, or someone else, I don't think anyone else is ready to start this year. I, I, I really don't. I think that it's going to be, yeah, it's the, his job this year. And honestly, he plays well, gets into the playoffs. It could be his job next year. Yeah. Um. So, Mitch Trubisky, don't be so so sure that this team is not going to use him as their starter for a while. Yeah. Um. But with that being said. Um, these guys have a lot of value. There are also some guys that are, are overvalued drafts. Um, there are some guys that we got um, a little in season segment right here. I like it. Yeah. It's there, a trap. There are her. Yeah. We're bringing back. It's a trap because there are a couple guys we already brought up both of them on the show. Um, but Amari Cooper right now, we've talked about why he's a trap. We don't need to spend a bunch of time on him. Um, we know that his situation is fluid right now. So until things are resolved, um, I think you giving away premium assets, it could be a trap. Um, you could end up with six, seven, eight games of Jacoby Brissett and really regret it. Um, but the biggest trap, and you know what? Uh, I, I keep receipts. 
because um, sometimes I'm petty. This is a good one. This this is one that people need to hear. Jalen Waddle, and I'm not gonna call people out, but uh, there was a conversation I had, um, um, a, a you know a few weeks back about Jalen Waddle, and someone was advising that, you know, to get Jalen Waddle on your team, what would you need to add to Antonio Gibson to get him on your team? And I, look, I'd, I I am all for everybody giving advice, um, but please, please, please understand that. Situations are very, very fluid in the NFL, especially in the offseason. Things can change. You don't know everything. Um, guys like Jalen Waddle, who had one year of, you know, he was 10th in targets. He had 142 targets. He had like 25% um, target share. He has not, one thing you want from your receivers, if, you, if there's anything, is that you want a wide receiver that can prove or has proven that they can withstand target competition. Guys like Deontay Johnson. He has proven with other guys on the roster that he demands targets. Jalen Waddle has not had premium talent on the roster, and I'm not saying every team's going to go out and trade for Tyreek Hill, but they had nothing there. Don't just go off of, oh, well, this guy has all this volume. Jalen Waddle is nice. Jalen Waddle does not automatically mean that anyone they bring in, he'll be better than. Um, for a while there, we thought, oh, they only, they've only brought in Cedric Wilson. Even if they were to go draft a Drake London or someone else, he has more to prove. He, I, I feel like right now, he's, I mean, granted, with Tyreek being there, it changes things. At that, you, were, you were saying this about Waddle before the Tyreek trade. Yep. It, this just nails the coffin for you on that argument. But the the counter that this person was saying to you was uh, give me Waddle over Antonio Gibson. Right. Saying, give me the longevity of a young wide receiver in a better situation. Antonio Gibson is in an incredible situation. He's 23 years old. Jalen Waddle is 23 years old now in not a great situation with a crowded wide receiver room. The second best receiver in the room. And Antonio Gibson's coming off of 300 touches. Right. To say that Jalen Waddle, even without Tyreek Hill, has a chance to repeat what he did is just so unrealistic to me. And I know there's a lot of, of Waddle fans out there. Yeah. He went to the same high school I went to. I, I think he's a great talent. I have followed him closely. Tyreek going to the Dolphins yeah. kills the Waddle versus Antonio Gibson argument for me. Yeah, oh, it completely nukes. I mean, there's a, it wasn't there for me in the first place, but I, now it's over. I could see it. I I understand, but now that Jalen Waddle is unequivocally not going to be the wide receiver one on that team, and you're you're asking Tua now to support, you would need him to support two wide receiver ones to support your argument. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. I'm not. I look. I don't want to sit here and and um victory lap. That's not what I'm here for. Uh, I'm just saying. Be like, ask yourself if there's zero chance that this player is replaced or put in a worse position. There are very few of those players. One of those players is the next player I want to bring up in Cooper Cup. Um, they just brought in Allen Robinson. You know what that does to Cooper Cup? Absolutely nothing. It does absolutely nothing. But I do think Cooper Cup, at his current price, is a trap. Um, we talked about in season, Travis, and before the last season, just what has to happen for a wide receiver to have a wide receiver overall or a wide receiver one overall season. And it takes an anomaly touchdown season. And Cooper cup just had 16. Yeah. Um, 
that's probably not going to happen again. Um, he, I'm not saying he can't get double digits, but getting 16 touchdowns. And, and we're talking dynasty, right? Yeah, here. we're talking dynasty. Um, Strictly. Heck, even, even redraft. Um, he's probably going to be a top, what, two round? He's going to be drafted in the top two rounds. Um, He'll be the first wide receiver off the board. For sure. Um, but I could say. And I, I actually am okay with that. I th- we might disagree on Cooper Cup a little bit. The chance, yeah, the chances that he kills you uh, at that draft spot, no, it's not bad. Um, could he reach top five? Absolutely. Probably will. But you need him to at yeah, that point. Yeah, you, you need him to be a, a top five to return that draft capital. Um, so, he, I mean, that's a weird argument. He's, 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 fine. he's incredible. Um, His role's to, not changing, but there no. was a, an injury to Robert Woods. Um, Odell didn't come on till late. And, right. I, Allen Robinson is not hurting Cooper Cup's value just as no. is, but I do think Allen Robinson is a chunk of that offense on a consistent basis, whereas they don't have to force feed Cooper Cup like they right. did. Um, but dynasty-wise, no, is a whole different deal with what's going on with Cooper Cup right now because in a, in a draft that is still active that I'm currently, I think we're in like the 15th round, I look back at the board and he was the number three wide receiver off the board in a startup dynasty draft. Okay. To pay that price, you're taking him over Javante Williams, Swift, Debo, AJ Brown. Yeah. That is too high. That's too rich for our blood when you're getting somebody that those four guys, like that level, Javante Williams and Swift, that is your best player. For the next five years. Yeah. Uh, man, you know what? This is an interesting argument because I've kind of been changing my mind a little I bit I couldn't on that, do man. it. I've been kind of changing my mind. On who? On Cooper Cup. Um, I wouldn't give up, like, a whole future for him. Like, I'm not saying – like, I would not give multiple firsts for him. That's not what I'm saying. But as a top draft pick in a, in a startup, Cooper Cup, who is 28, probably – his archetype of wide receiver probably has four more solid seasons. Um. Would you take him over CeeDee Lamb? Yeah. Yeah, I would take him over CeeDee Lamb. Really? Yeah, yeah because, look, CeeDee Lamb is great. Um, CeeDee Lamb also does not have Matt Stafford throwing him the ball. Um, I love Dak, True. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb has more questions to his game right now. If it, it'd be diff- two, Ask me in two years, and uh, it'll be different, but... Cooper Cup has time and time again, uh, outside of injury. Well, then, how, but that brings me to how far are you looking out? If this is three a startup years, draft, three years. I always look three years. And Cooper Cup doesn't. Does, so, so this upcoming season, twenty two yep. and twenty three, yep. you think Cooper Cup finishes higher than yeah. CD? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love. That'd be good. A good one to watch because I'm a big Cooper Cup fan myself. I I don't know who is not, but sure. I think CD Lamb is in for a monster bounce back. I. Th- think he could be i also think that i want to see him consistently be that guy against number one wide receivers or wide receiver uh, cornerbacks and i i i want to see i want to see what this offense looks like when it's he and gallup i want to yeah. that it's so weird because like and james I'm, washington yeah, and now james washington but i'm sitting here freaking splitting <laughs> hairs because I know, I know. Cooper Cup and CeeDee Lamb, they're both going to be probably top 12, 15 guys. Like, yeah. Probably top 12. Like, it's just saying, like, I think Cooper Cup is guaranteed to be top five, and CeeDee Lamb. It's the, 
it just comes back to what you taught me though. And, and I am reminding you of this because I took this, learned it from you and apply it to my mm-hmm. own draft. If Cooper cup and CD lamb are on the board in a startup dynasty and you can pay the same exact price for them. Once 22, once 28, oh, yeah. that is quite a big That's difference. A That's a good point. So you have taught me if they are if they're pretty close, if they're within the same tier For sure. or very close to it, six years age difference yeah. is a lot. Oh yeah, that, that's that's fair. It's hard because I'm sitting here saying like I'm not even saying CD Lamb can't be top five. He 100 percent can. Um, maybe I don't. Yeah. know. Maybe I need to. But he's got he's got six more right. years of elite right. play, whereas Cooper Cup will give For you sure. two. I guess I just have more questions about the Cowboys. Um, man, that's a, that I, I live in <laughs> Dallas, man. Okay. We, we're going to win it all this I'm year. I'm sorry, man. Um, <laughs> oh, moving on though, because I love getting sidetracked. This is our first episode back. Gotta stretch the muscles. Gotta, gotta get back into it. Um, man, that's, that's a, I love that we're finishing with this because we talk about this almost every single day recording or not. This is a topic that we love to debate. So I love that we're actually doing it on the mic. This is, yeah. So finally talking about the Ravens offense. What a polarizing offense it is because you've got a quarterback that some people think um, he's not a good passer. I contend that he's improving. Um, Some people see a, you know, like um, Mark Andrews finally cracked the, the top tight end overall. And some people think that was a, you know, that's not going to happen again. He was hyper targeted that you won't see that again. I've had many conversations with some of the top analysts in the space. And a lot of them think that it's not crazy. And it's kind of started to change my point of view a little bit. Um, you know, have these conversations if you can. Um, but you put up a poll, Travis, of who is likely, who's most likely to go under 1,000 yards in 2022. And this sparks, this is honestly the basis of our conversations because yeah. um, there's some good points we're going to dive into. Um, you put up Hollywood, Bateman, and Andrews, and uh, two, like what, two thirds of the, the votes are getting, are yeah, saying Bateman. 60% um, of all voters are saying Bateman is the one on the outside looking in of the thousand yard club. And here's how I kind of want to organize this discussion on the Ravens offense. I want to go. Receivers first, kind of tied into Andrews, then Andrews by himself, and then Lamar will finish by himself. So when you're looking at Hollywood and Bateman, um, I'm not sure of their current ADP, but it's probably pretty similar. They're both around that 20 to 30 range. You prefer Bateman as early as 2022 for total fantasy points. I, if we're talking ADP, yes, I prefer Bateman. But if, if they're both on um, the board, if they're ghost. the only two receivers left on the board and you can have either one for a redraft. Oof. Yeah. If I just gave I, you, if I gave you the option to have either one for the same exact price for one, for same, same price, price for one year. Hmm. I, you know, I love Bateman. You, <laughs> you know have I to say, Bateman. I mean, you don't have to, I'm, but it would be a, I have a paradigm go, shift if say, you win Hollywood. <laughs> I'm going to go okay, Bateman. Okay, make, make I'm your I'm going case. to go Bateman. Uh, all right, so 
Oh, man. Uh, so, Bateman. All right, so draft in the first round, okay? He missed the first six games of the season with an abdominal, abdominal injury, and he didn't get to play a bunch with Lamar Jackson, okay? He and other rookie wide receivers, you typically need half a season to acclimate, and then if you're lucky, that second half of the season, you start to right. return value. By the time we started to see Bateman really return some value, it was already week 17. Um, and I think in a full offseason, not having to recover from surgery, with Lamar Jackson improving as a passer, um, and I, look, I fully think that this is going to be a higher volume passing attack than people think. Um, I think, especially with the inflated, in my opinion, targets of one uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews, both seeing 150 targets, um, a total that they don't typically reach. Um, I'm going to bet that, especially with Sammy Watkins leaving, um, that Bateman is going to see an increased target share. I think he's going to go over a thousand yards, and I think it's going to be fairly safe. Um, he's, I think he's going to see uh, a lot of the higher value or value targets as well. Um, nothing. It's not even a slight to to Hollywood. I just think that they drafted him for a reason, and he has a lot of the skill set that you look for in a wide receiver one for a team. And I think Marquise is going to fall back to his um, field stretching ways. I think he'll still be a. I th- honestly, both of these guys probably figure to be wide receiver teams. Yeah. They, um, the only thing that scares me with these receivers, they're both incredibly talented individually, and I do believe in Lamar. But when they get in the red zone, man, he is—he's not looking anywhere else other than Mark Andrews. Yeah, it's Andrews. It's there's Andrews. no progression. There's no um, design for anybody else. It is just find Andrews or run. And that, that has to change, I think, for Hollywood and Bateman to finish inside, to both be wide receiver twos. I think one of them can be. I, I honestly think it's a toss-up. I expect Bateman to come on in year two as well. Let's say, hypothetically, Lamar has a career year next year. If if that would be let's say let's give him an extra five hundred or so yards more, that puts him at thirty eight hundred to four thousand yards. Can if he hits that mm-hmm. that thirty eight hundred to four thousand, can all three possibly hit one thousand together? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think they do. Um, I feel like I, I feel like if yeah. he hits four thousand yards, they all three have to hit a thousand because nobody's going for fourteen. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, you're not going to see, in my opinion, you're not going to see any of these guys get to 1,200, 1,300 plus. Um, but it, I don't think having 2,000 yard receivers and then you're a thousand yard tight end, um, yeah. I don't think that's out of the question because weird things happen and you're talking about, you know, target volumes and stuff like that. Um, Devin Duvernay still going to see targets, running backs going to see targets. But I also think that this this volume is going to increase in terms of passing volume. They don't want to just be a Lamar Jackson option, you know, uh, RPO offense anymore. They want Lamar to be a pocket passer who also can run and be efficient. You saw that in a lot of their games where... Uh, I feel like that was 
I feel like last year we saw that because of the injury. He didn't have the the explosiveness, the speed. I think when we look back on the Ravens in Lamar's tenure, the best Ravens we saw were the RPO Ravens. So yeah. I I think they want to do that more than they were able to last year, especially with Dobbins and Edwards being out. I don't think that Devontae Freeman and Latavius Murray commanded <laughs> oh, the gosh. same RPO respect that Dobbins and Gus Edwards can. Um, but yeah, if we're thinking Lamar is going to have a career year, then I think as cliche as it sounds, a thousand yard season, I think that is the mark that all of them are going to be flirting with. Yeah. Hopefully just on top of it. But if somebody's going to fall underneath it, I think it's pretty close to a thousand. So for sure. Um, I, yeah, I just, just to I touch on Andrews. Yeah. Just to touch on Andrews real quick before we get to Lamar himself. Um, I have talked about Mark Andrews draft price mm-hmm. weekly on Twitter, and I stand by him going too high. He is not a 22 year old Kyle Pitts who just had it. One of the best rookie seasons ever. He's 25. That's still young. Yes. But, it was an incredibly inflated 2021, but particularly the second half of the year. And I put these stats on Twitter. I'll read through them really quick. Sure. In 2021, his targets per game, because these are drastic differences. The first seven weeks was 7.28 targets per game, which is, that's still pretty good for a tight end. Right. When Lamar got hurt and they came back from bye. He was in double digits every week on average, over 10 targets per game. When you look back at who Mark Andrews has been his career compared to that stretch, 2020 season, six targets per game, 2019, six targets per game, and first half of 2021, 7.2. Right. That is a 40-game comparison as opposed to the second half of a year where Lamar was hurt and couldn't run, they, their offense had to change, and they right. laser-focused, and, ty- and Huntley just laser-focused on Andrews as well. So the targets were completely right. out of whack, and then fantasy points alone, weeks one through seven, 13 points per game, still very good. Second half of the year, though, 15.6, which is absurd. You look back at 2020 and 19, he's at 10, target, I mean, 10 points per game and 11 points per game. So I'm going with the larger sample size telling me Mark Andrews is good, but it was an inflated second half of the year. There's no denying that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but you're paying the price. You're paying a price of the inflated Mark Andrews right now. Right. Yeah. And that's, it's tough to say because you can't do that. There are really only a handful and I say a handful and that's generous. I think Mark Andrews does, is going to be the focal point of that offense. I, it's, it's kind of always been that way. They build the offense around him. It's just how they build it. It's not like a normal offense where it's, you know, uh, you know, outside um, route concepts. It's literally just they build the offense from the middle out, and yeah. that's usually what you see in an RPO offense. And Mark Andrews isn't used like a lot of other tight ends. Um, he stretches the field. He runs seams. He, he, they are looking to get him the ball down the field. At the same time. No, I would not be looking to draft him in the same spot as like a. He's a going in the Kelsey. second round. I couldn't do it. Um, Kelsey's going a round later. 
Darren yeah. Waller and Hawkinson are going four full rounds after Mark Andrews. Yeah, that I couldn't do that. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like that concept we talked about um, earlier this year, you know, pre-draft, pre-fantasy um, draft season, where it was like, do the, the, the experiment where it's like, okay, if I take this player, and uh, who am I missing out on right now? And then who can I take? It's... Um, I'm gonna. I, it's kind of a tool that I'd like to build essentially for for people um, eventually, um, where it's you plug in this person. These are the players you're missing out on, and then who is the replacement player? That we call that value over replacement. Um, in this instance, that's not exactly what it means. Um, but who are you missing out on? You know, like you just said, you take Mark Andrews in the second. You you're missing out on a Javante Williams. You know, maybe it's a uh, I don't know, like a Saquon Barkley even. A CD sure. and AJ Brown, like yeah, th- it's elite. It's elite, elite it, talent. Yeah. So th- so let's do that. Let's go. Andrews will get you Aaron mm-hmm. Jones as yep. your second, or Javante Williams and right. Darren Waller. No, it's so not close. Yeah, you would you would rather have Javante and Darren Waller than Andrews and Jones. Or, yeah, or Swift and Waller, or right. McCaffrey and Waller. It's CD Lamb yeah. and Waller. Like it just. There, you can't justify taking him at, at his current price. It, it, it's never going to make sense. Um, I totally agree. That's a great, great idea. Um, and honestly, something I hope people can can understand. Um, so that's that's redraft. You know, that's that's definitely something to consider. And ADPs are going to change as people right. coming in and out of the the teams. Let's change our focus though to to Lamar Jackson because we kind of been teasing it a bit and you know we've already talked about him a little bit but what is the main point travis is that and it's kind of starting to gain traction on on twitter lamar jackson should it be is. the quarterback too like i think he will be by by the end of the summer and i think that you're you're going to see um i think you're going to see lamar jackson have another big push i think he legitimately could push for quarterback one yeah um Absolutely. That's just that that's my that's my opinion. Um but you know, you there are a lot of talented guys. Look, Lamar Jackson is not a bad thrower of the football. He just also happens to run a lot. Um and the running upside is the cheat code in fantasy. Um you don't need an efficient game from Lamar Jackson to yep. be great. That dude runs for two touchdowns and gives you 80 yards, and that's not crazy for Lamar. That's a quarterback one week. You know, like, that's just kind of where we're at. Yeah, I, I wanted to look at fantasy point-wise. What does that break down? So, Herbert was just QB2, 395 points on the season. Mm-hmm. If you give Lamar his average of 1,000 yards and six rushing touchdowns, that leaves 260 fantasy points that he needs through the air. What does that mean? Well, 260 fantasy points is the equivalent of 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. Is that realistic? Right. Very. We were just saying we expect 3,800 mm-hmm. to 4,000, which would mean he's fine at 26 touchdowns. But let's just say 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, Completely realistic. That would would have been the QB two overall this year. So, if you add three or four touchdowns or two or three more on the ground, he's right there with Josh Allen for the overall QB one. I think, like you said, this is going to gain traction. 
there will be a lot of leagues where you see Lamar Jackson go number two, especially after the Tyreek trade. That That's going to change people's minds big time. Lamar, oddly because enough right now, and granted, we're in March, uh, it already feels like Lamar, if he doesn't get boosted, in, like if, if you get him, he's probably the only quarterback I would say, if you take him in the first four rounds, if you take him in the first three rounds, you're probably still doing all right. Um, yep. I, it used to be I felt that way with Kyler. They just, he doesn't run like Lamar. No one does. Um, so right. him and someone I'll talk about you know, later this, this offseason, Trey Lance, those guys, uh, keep an eye out for those because they're not – there's a, there's a chance, especially even at their high value, they're not being valued enough. Um, so keep an eye out for those guys. Um, plenty more to come as the off season goes on, man. We made it. We made it through the first episode back, back in the saddle, baby. We are, we're doing it again. I love it. We're going to keep yeah. them coming now. We're, we're back in the groove. Yeah. I've got some, um, since we are a fantasy football yeah, podcast, it's, it's time to, <laughs> to get back to it. I am excited. Uh, time to stretch the legs. Um, warm up and get ready for some more losing sucks, man. Um, cause season two is going to be a big one for us. We're excited to share that with you. Um, most importantly, Travis losing sucks. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs>